Welcome to Gaia Dairy Farming Insights, the infotainment podcast for the Dairy Farming Network. Join our community that takes you on a journey through the vastness of milk production, your source of knowledge and inspiration in every episode. Hello, my name is Maron and I'm hosting today's podcast episode. With me is my colleague Kenneth. And together we will be talking about the topic of feeding and about why it could make sense to change to automated feeding. Hello, Kenneth. Hi, Mark. Good to have you here. Thank you. Could you please introduce yourself? My name is Kenneth Arnswood. I'm a senior market support manager and I have been with GIA for 12 years now, since 2011, and always worked with automated feeding. Yeah, that's the topic for today. Kenneth, and since I know you, and, and even looks to me like you've spent really all your entire working life with feeding, feeding strategies and automated feeding. So why is this such an important topic for dairy farms and, and how could this capture your attention for such a long time? GIA developed the first feeding robots in the 90s. Basically, we have more than 25 years of experience. And what we saw is that we, we've known forever how we really want to feed the cows, but then realizing it is uh, a different story. So back in the days we had, you know, tie barns and then we switched to free stalls, which is good. Uh, but now we have the animals in, in groups. And this means it's, it's more difficult to feed them, you know, exactly what they need because they are in small or larger groups. What we do know is that feeding is the key to efficient milk production. And also, for sure, the key to profitability on a farm if we think of the workload which, which comes with feeding. Yeah. Do you know how big a part of the operational costs on a dairy farm that comes as it's related to feeding? I would guess it's definitely much more than 50%. It is. It's actually uh, about 60% yeah. typically. So, of course, we're talking about feed, but also labor and energy, of course. So actually, recent numbers from Denmark shows that in the last 10 years, labor cost on a dairy farm increased by 20%. Big part of the of the cost structure on a dairy farm, definitely. It is. It is. So it really makes sense to think about the whole topic uh, of feeding with all the different angles which are there and to think about optimizing the feeding strategy. Yeah. Because typically uh, we're focusing on the milk because the milk is the paycheck. This is what you see, this is your income. But when you look at the profitability on a farm, we also have to look at the cost. And this is where we can really improve and do some changes. So from, from your experience, because you're out on farms so, so often, what are really the key elements and the biggest points you can change, adjust uh, to really optimize the feeding strategy? There are many ways. So uh, we can take the, the, the obvious. We can reduce the labor cost. Typically, farmers, they used, you know, one hours, two hours, three hours per day. And we can reduce that typically to about 30 minutes. Also, filling the feed magazines in a, a system is some, something, it's, it's quite simple to do. And it's much more flexible. So you don't need to do it at exact that time. You know, cows, they love to to get the same day in, day out. They actually don't like surprises. So you need to present them with uh, 
good, fresh, tasty feed, but the same day in, day out, every mouthful should always be the same, then they're happy. And I think that's something dairy farmers try to implement as good as possible, but with conventional feeding, there are limitations to that. What advantages can automated feeding systems bring? Most farmers, they know what they want to do. They do have a strategy and typically they do it with feed consultant. But one thing is, you know, putting it on paper. And another thing is to actually do it. Perhaps it's difficult to make an exact ration. We actually know for a fact it is difficult. It's, uh, it's something that you should be really careful when you do. Be very precise. And we know it's difficult. And it takes a lot of time. The more you, the better you want to do it, the more time it takes. And this is where most farmers actually do have to compromise because they don't have that time. A compromise then means either the feed is not as fresh or as optimally mixed as you would like to have it, or you don't distribute the feed as often as possible, right? I don't know about the mix, but they, they do mix it as, as good as they, as they can. And of course, that's also uh, related to whatever equipment they have. But what we do know is that there's a difference of putting feed once or twice per day. So they put a lot of feed on, on the, in front of the cows and they will, you know, try to sort the good stuff uh, that they can. And if you'd only put the, this feed in front of them once per day, then the stronger cows will go and they will pick up the good stuff. And then there's not anything left for the lower ranking cows. So even if, mm, Perhaps you have, you know, not the best feed and it's not perfectly mixed and, it, and, and the cows are actually able to sort it. Then if you put this feed out four, five, six times per day, then, you know, all the good stuff is in there every time. And the cows, they quickly learn that. And then, you know, the stronger cows, they, they see that, okay, I don't have to get up every time the feeder comes along because, you know, I really don't need it. And I know if I want to. There's going to be fresh feed again in an hour or two hours. They quickly learn that. So that's obviously one big uh, positive aspect of automated feeding. So really bringing also some, some uh, calmness into the herd and making sure all also the lower ranking cows get what they need and what they want. What are other aspects that you yeah, mentioned to dairy farmers who are interested in the topic of automated feeding? There are the, the obvious things like... Um, You can save energy, you can save uh, labor time, you can reduce the feed cost. These are things that, that you very quickly can, can see. But I think that the most powerful statements that, that we hear from the farmers are now I'm actually able to do what I always wanted to do. And they had, you know, they, they struggled so much with that because they didn't have time or it's very difficult to be accurate enough Because, of course, it's really important that the cows, they get what they need. But it's also important not to give them something that they actually don't need. Because that's, you know, that is not good for the profitability. So, um, basically, a, a feeding robot can free time for other important tasks like management, um, looking after the animals. So... I still have to spend the time with the animals, but it's in a different way. Looking at some of the farms you've, you've recently visited, what, what's the feedback from the dairy farmers? What do they tell you? They 
typically all say, you know, the obvious things, but what we also hear after a while is that they notice that it's much more quiet in the barn. There's less stress. The air is better. It's it's just a more, you know, friendly environment to be in. Because of uh, the topic you mentioned, that every dairy cow can, can get exactly the feed she's looking for. Yeah, and also because it, it is more quiet. An automated feeding system is typically much more quiet and you don't drive a big tractor uh, in the barn. So that's also a, a, a difference that not only the, the animals or the cows, but also humans, they appreciate that. That's very clear. So really positive influence on the working environment. How does automated feeding, in your example, also influence real numbers, profitability? Yes, uh, of course you can. In the old days, the farmer typically said, yeah, I'm there anyway, so I don't, you know, I don't uh, put a cost on my time. But that's a completely different story today. So every farmer knows, you know, how much is an hour and how much time do I need to put into it. And there can be a difference between, you know, having to employ a number of workers can be really difficult to get workers at all. And especially, you know, skilled help can be uh, a problem. Then when you have to employ uh, someone, perhaps they come from a different country, perhaps there are uh, difficulties with language. And there are a lot of things that you have to spend time and resources on. And if you can, you know, spend less time on that, that uh, that has a, a, a big t a, a big impact. And sometimes we see that that the farmers can go from, you know, the having a few employers to that the family can can do it on their own. Yeah. Then of course, if you uh, use perhaps 20 liters of diesel per day, it's 8,000 liters per year. I have an example from a farm where they had 160 milking cows and three milking robots and they they were spending 8000 liters of diesel per year and reduced to very little just for for filling the system up and they by switching to electrical power they didn't even notice that on their electrical bill so the cost for that is very low compared to the cost for 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 diesel in this example and that's something that we see often so they in, in summary they are really the obvious things which are easy to check, easy to calculate, like power consumption or milk yield, redu reduced food loss and so on. But on the other hand, there are also those things which are much more difficult to measure and which you just can see over time. And I remember you telling kind of a nice story from a bull farm. Yeah, it was actually not a bull farm. It was, it was actually a dairy farm, but he also had some bulls. And after a while, the, the buyer came and said, what did you do? And the farmer said to What do you mean? And, and and he said, yeah, the animals are so much bigger than they used to be, and they look much better. And he said, okay, I didn't I didn't actually focus on that, but he just he didn't change what he was feeding them. He just changed the way he was feeding them. So he was feeding them several times a day, fresh feed, as we discussed. And obviously, the uh, the, the the cows were, or the animals were eating more, and that had a drastic change. And then finally getting that feedback from an external person coming in, immediately recognizing uh, this positive effect is really one of the best compliments and results you can really get as a dairy farmer, I would say. Yeah, sometimes we see these, these improvements that come, you know, more over time that 
sometimes the you know the farmer they know it subconsciously, but when someone comes on the farm and you know acknowledges this and uh, say, okay, that's that's really nice. It's quiet in your barn or these changes, and and the farmer say, yeah, they know that, but they yeah they tend to you know get used to that. So yeah, that's I mean in the end, if you've worked with an automated feeding system, yeah, you obviously quickly get used to to things which are improving. Kenneth, I would say you gave us really good uh, insight and overview over the advantages that automated feeding can bring. Thank you so much for that. I think we have several topics to continue with because feeding really is such a broad topic. And I hope we will have you back in the again in another episode. Yep. So I would like you. that. <laughs> so thank you, Kenneth. <laughs> and Mark. Uh, Thank you so much to the audience outside. Follow us on our social media platforms to stay updated and subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. If you have questions, suggestions, or even ideas for future topics, feel free to reach out. Join us soon for another exciting episode as we continue to explore the world of farming and the people behind it. Until then, keep farming and growing.